Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. This week's guest is Neo Lucky. Neo Lucky is an extremely avid and passionate Souls fan, as you're going to be able to tell real quick when we get into the episode. Uh, she is so excited to talk about Souls and to play Souls. We get into some uh, very interesting conversations, including uh, making dolls, which I didn't expect. So be sure to check all of that out. And most importantly, enjoy the episode. It's uh, actually all Aegon of Astora's fault, so. <laughs> Good. I the like kindest Aegon human being on the goddamn planet. He's such a nice dude. He is just such a nice guy. Yeah. We, uh, he, he's, he's one of those people that's so nice, I'm just like, I hate you, but I like you. You're great. <laughs> but oh my god, you're not real. You can, nobody can possibly be that nice in real life. <laughs> no, nobody Nobody can say friend to everybody. How did you uh, How did you find Aegon, or how did Aegon point you to the podcast? Um... Uh, he did it through Twitter, actually, when uh, you, you made a, a tweet saying, hey, you know, some ladies that are into this, maybe y'all want to be on the podcast. And he's like, hey, Nicole. And I'm like, heck yes. I could talk forever about this crap. <laughs> Excellent. And I'm not really much into the community itself. I'm more of like an unofficial mega cheerleader, sort of. <laughs> gotcha. Someone that's on, like, the, I don't make... kinda on the outside looking in a little bit, you mean? Uh, yeah. Like... I, I I guess that sounds really weird. I broke into the quote unquote inner circle of Souls <laughs> content creators by just being friendly all the time, mm-hmm. and like I make little doodles and stuff out of like just adoration and thanking them for making such fun content. And then I ended up playing with Theomini or Cassative on quite a few games, so I built a friendship there. And then JSF is a complete sweetheart, and we chatted a lot too. So it's like. I've made a little friend group circle. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny how Dark Souls does that, right? I was just talking about this with somebody uh, yesterday where like, it's, it's you just make friends either through playing the game, which is yeah. kind of unusual for a game that you can't really like speak <laughs> into. I love uh, that about the game, though. Like That's why I like Monster Hunter 2 is because you don't speak. Yeah, yeah, it's the, all gestural, and that's so much fun. Like it so makes it so much more interesting to try to communicate with like what you're talking to, or what you want to communicate, just by using yeah, like, the point like, down gesture. And yeah. and, or they, you do really like I do a bunch of really stupid things to make them confused. So um, I'm a total troll, but not a mean one. Just just one who likes to like cause confusion and then like jump off a cliff. Excellent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, because that, to me, souls is more comedy gold than it is like i don't know for other people they're like that's oh, very deep in the lore and i'm like i get all that i do but to me playing souls is just being a complete moron <laughs> and being skilled enough to be funny because it takes a lot of skill to know what you're doing in the areas and stuff so yeah it takes it takes a certain amount of knowledge and know-how in, in order to uh like subvert the rule set that people expect from you like especially in invasions or co-op or anything like that like you have to oh, know yeah. what you're doing how did you get started with that like were you just like messing around online when you're playing dark souls and then like oh yeah now um, i can figure this out well yeah uh whenever i started playing dark souls and i got invaded i was like i was hyperventilating uh, i was sweating i was freaking out going where is this person Oh my god, they could be here at any moment because my friend Mike was like, Yeah, people are gonna invade you, okay? So this is how you deal with it. You know, you either find them and battle them, or you run the fuck away 
and, and I'm like, oh, oh god, I'm gonna die. So I'm like freaking out over something so stupid. <laughs> and uh, finally I saw them, and they just did the little shield wave. And I'm like, okay, shield wave back. And then they helped me. And I'm like, what the crap? You're supposed to be killing me. <laughs> Who are you? So that began the whole idea of like, if I invade, I'm just going to be nice all the time. And uh, and that's that's where began my real enjoyment of the Soul series is just the bizarre interactions that you get with people. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that first invader, they they were completely naked, and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? Why? Of course they and were. It's, yeah, they're just naked, and they drop stuff if I didn't pick it up, because I'm like, that could be a bomb or something, and I didn't know that, you know, they wouldn't be anything bad. I was like, oh, I'm not touching this. So, yeah, that was my first <laughs> introduction to invasions, because I really didn't think anybody was going to jump into my game. Yeah, it's it's a shock. Uh, I remember getting to in Orlando, and uh, like someone had left a sign out at the end of the bridge, like before you raise the middle bridge up, and it just said "Beware of Dark Wraith." And I just remember like standing on that ledge and holding my shield up and like swinging the camera around 360 degrees to try to figure out where these dark rates were going to be coming from because that's the messages, right? They didn't lie. So uh, it turns out that everything lies in Dark Souls, <laughs> especially oh, the players, everything, including the nice people. <laughs> you can't help it. Not at all. I no. mean, especially if there's a drop, you're like, usually I put, don't you dare, because, hey, I don't I don't want poor little kids, you know, playing and going, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> it's like, don't do it, no, please. I like this hypothetical child that's playing Dark Souls. <laughs> Maybe I should try to, <laughs> I don't know what the youngest person I've, I've recorded on this podcast is. I, I would assume it's been like early 20s or something, but like. Uh, someone was like, "You should get a thirteen-year-old in your podcast," and I'm like, "I don't want to have a thirteen-year-old in my podcast." <laughs> like, yeah, that's a little that's a little weird. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> you're crossing some lines there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know my brothers who are quite a bit younger than me tried Dark Souls and uh, pretty much gave it up the rest of their life. But so I always think about them in their like young teenage years playing, and then me being an asshole going, "Don't do it! No, no, no!" It's like. I just think of kids who try this game and hate it so much because of that one interaction. Mm-hmm. Like, no, keep going. You can do it. Because <laughs> it's such a great series. I want everybody to enjoy it. Yeah. It's, uh, did you have that moment? That, that moment that almost made you give up the series as, as, a, as a whole? Or like, did you just pick up the controller and like, yes, this is my home now. This is where I've always wanted yeah, to um, I've never had that feeling of, oh, I hate this. I'm done. No. I've The first time I played it, on the crappy Windows Live PC first edition, <laughs> um, I was like, no, I live here now. This is good. Um, I was playing it at a time when things were pretty bleak, so I was just like, I need this. <laughs> it was a good escape from and, whatever was happening in the real world. Oh, I, I was going through a lot of medical stuff. I was waiting for a kidney uh, to be transplanted. So going through dialysis and going through oh, wow. the medical system and uh, I had been moved back to Alaska, where my home is, and I really, like, after dialysis, you, you just, you're kind of dead. You're just this zombie afterwards. So, playing Dark Souls, I started, like, relating to it really strongly, uh, because of the whole hollow thing. I'm like, that's how I feel! Yeah! I get it! Hmm. So, Interesting. Um, I was lucky that my friend who got me into Dark Souls knew about me at my level of Berserk and Castlevania, and he's like, oh yeah, no, you'll like this game. Didn't have to tell me it was hard, didn't have to say watch out, just said, just just try it. And I'm like, 
oh my god mike did you know that this and this he's like yeah yeah i know yes (laughs) (laughs) because he was friends with quelog and a big name bro and and german spy so he already knew all these people Ah, Um, by the way do do you know the game i want to be the guy yes he's the creator of that oh okay cool Uh, mike k and o'reilly and he's a good friend of mine so when he says play a game I listen to him <laughs> because he loves level design and he loves like the concept of Wabi Sabi and uh, everything that Dark Souls is, he's very uh, into. So I really trust his judgment. Um, he got me a copy of Shadow Tower Abyss that's translated. And uh, so it's like, he's like, here, just just enjoy it. I'm like, I love you, Mike. It's so good. <laughs> nice. And then from then I got really obsessed. <laughs> And then it was all downhill from there. And then he's like, he didn't play Dark Souls 2, he didn't play 3, and he didn't play Bloodborne. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, did I take this from him? <laughs> you took it and ran with it. Uh, yeah, a little bit. What, um, t- talk to me about like playing that game for the first time, because uh, I'm always interested in people's first experiences, because it's so different. Oh man, I remember different. it really, really vividly. Um, so I lived in this little tiny like 10 by 10 room, and... Uh, with this computer kind of off in the corner, I, I hand-built with some crap from a whatever Home Depot. And it's this really rickety little computer with a really shitty computer chair. And uh, so I'm playing, and my LCD is super old and faded. So I boot this game up, and it makes my computer, you know, whir like a madman because it's very taxing on a 10-year-old computer. Um, and I jump in, and it doesn't log me in. It took me three days to get <laughs> Windows Live to confirm that, yes, my name is Nicole, and yes, I would like to play this video game. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so my first try, I was I was elated and excited, and uh, I get in. I play all the, I'm almost all the way at the end of uh, Undead Berg, uh, because I've, I've played games my whole life. So I, this wasn't too terribly hard on me, but uh, the... Uh, Black Knight came out of nowhere in that alleyway and scared the crap out of me. And I think I screamed <laughs> and almost fell out of my chair because I was facing away from him fighting one of the uh, skeleton dudes. And suddenly I'm backstabbed by, uh, uh, sil- or by a silver knight or is it black knight there? It's a black knight. Black knight, yeah. Okay. And he's, you know, the cover of the game. So I'm like, is that the boss? Oh my god! I have to go back there and get my crab, and that's the boss. Little did I know that was the boss. Definitely not the boss. Um, no, they they could easily be, but then I, you know, I learned how to backstab and how they're they're really kind of friendly if you know how to dodge everything. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that was my first experience, just kind of in this little hole of a room, just playing it with my eyes all like sparkly and big, like wow. <laughs> Was it what was it was it just the atmosphere and the um kind of the environments that got you that got you hooked so quickly, do you think? Because coming from uh, Castlevania, yes. Monster Hunter, like it's it's very much in that I'm not gonna say like wheelhouse, exactly. it's, just, it's a similar vibe, well, right? Oh yeah. Well Mike had told me a little bit about Miyazaki's obsession with Berserk. And I'm very, very much into that. So as soon as I started playing, I was like, Oh, okay. I started picking out all these little things that are very much like a berserk world thing. And, uh, and through Castlevania, I'm like, Oh, if anybody did Castlevania, it has to be Miyazaki, you know? Mm-hmm. So we go, I go through it and, and yeah, it was the world, the setup, how bleak it was. I loved how it was just doom and gloom and nothing's good. 
And and I love games like that. I love games that are just like, this rule is shit. You're not going to make it better. <laughs> oh, no. That I, like, I just love that when, stuff. When people say that, because I, 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 like, I like that too. Like when I like it when games are uh, are colored in a little bit, right? Like it's not just like you're the hero and you're trying to save the world or whatever. Yeah. You know, same yeah, with yeah, books yeah. and like any kind of media. But it sounds so bad. You're like, I love these bleak worlds from which there is no escape. <laughs> I just yeah, love it so like, much. You're all cheery and happy. Like, oh, I love how depressing and terrible it is. It's so cool. <laughs> but no, I do. I I why I love things like Berserk. It's horrible. It's awful. The, the artist is a complete nightmare to his characters, but I'm like, nah, I feel that. I'm the same way. <laughs> and so I torture and terrify my own creations all the damn time. It's, it's good. <laughs> That's the mark of a good writer or a good, or a good creator. Yeah, right? Say. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was, like, with your with your friend that recommended the game being kind of tied into the the lore community at that time, were you kind of actively reading or listening or watching those kind of videos, or were you going in I, just totally blind? You know, I went in totally blind until about halfway through the game, and then I found out there was a community for this, and I'm like, what, really? So, because I'm reading this stuff, and I thought it was pretty straightforward, but I wasn't seeing any of the deeper meaning of any of it. Um, I was I was like, oh, this is a staff. This is a staff that does magic things, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't finding any of the stuff that had any bits in it that were really good. So finally, I can't remember where I was stuck. There was a door, and I could not figure out how to get to a specific door that needed a key. Mike's like, have you been reading these descriptions? I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're just, they're just descriptions. They're just, <laughs> why? And he's like, Nicole, the key tells you exactly where that goes. I'm like, oh okay <laughs> that makes so much I, more sense <laughs> yeah and then um i started watching uh Quaylog's videos and uh, what they did was just so it's so elegant because i've never seen anybody else do this in videos um is she would put like little drawings and then she'd discuss them in a very like quaint kind of a crappy camera just kind of like hey guys so we're going to talk about this and she does in a way that anybody can understand and boils it down to its basic parts. And I was like, this person's a genius. I totally understand everything. <laughs> um, so from her, then I went on to uh, Epic Dame Bro and followed him for forever. And then he got you know, into actually working for them. So that was an exciting thing to watch. Um, so yeah, from there, the lore community thing happened. Then I found some so not-so-nice people in the community, and I kind of strayed away from it because people were getting way too, like, obsessive and heated over it. I'm like, oh, gosh. I, you know, I, I, I'm used to finding narratives and meta that are really kind of nasty. So I was like, oh, no, this is one of those get-good-bro things. Okay, I'll stay away. Because um, I, don't, I don't like that. Like, with competitive stuff, I just, I just do not like people being nasty. Yeah. Like, if I mess up, I'm laughing and cracking up. The other side's going, oh, you suck, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the fun of it. You got to be bad to be good. It's it's always fascinating to me to hear uh, people's experiences with that with that divide between in the community. Because for as, yeah. as much as the community is lauded to, for being so creative, like the, the YouTube explosion around Dark Souls 1 at the time was just absolutely mind-boggling looking back. It felt like yes. Every single day was like a like a a just a, a treasure trove of new Dark Souls content to find. Like everybody was doing this weird stuff. And then Right now it's kind of become into a renaissance of the uh, Bloodborne stuff because Sanadiske and his all of his cracked content from the 
unused stuff. It's mm-hmm. like it's, it's exploded. And this guy's channel just exploded because he was able to crack the PS4 game. And what he's found is, is really awesome and fun, and I love it. But now people are making videos about lore that wasn't even in the game. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, you just can't, you can't do that. You just can't. Um, or what we could have had, how dare they remove things. I'm like, do you know how games are made? Or literally how how anything is made, right? Like you, you exactly. always are going to you know reduce what you're making, but for to better it, like that's that's it. Like you're not gonna, or else you're gonna end up with like Homer's car, right? Like with, and that's just not, <laughs> and that's just not a good thing to have as a video game just or really any creative Souls output. Meme over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fascinating to me that people are are really getting into that cut content stuff because I really like it from an academic standpoint, but. Uh, for whatever reason, it's just kind of losing me. Like I'm interested in it. I'm interested in the act of discovering it. Uh, right. But I'm not like eating it up. Like I was with dark souls, one cut co- content like that, you know, finding out that there was a quest with that dude that you could, you know, and finding out that there was a King that he could wield the four King sword oh, and all this other yeah. stuff. was so fascinating. But with this stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's a neat boss. <laughs> I, like, just, I think the I stuff with about it dark souls, it was just so finished. Like the, mm. it felt like, hmm. They didn't have to do anything and it could have worked, but like when they took Andre out as the firstborn and moved his setup where, you know, you'd had a really cool big door he push aside. I'm like, that, that would have been amazing. However, I can see why they didn't. They simplified him. I still think Andre's like up there. He's got to be something because he's great. You know, he's such an interesting character, but there's so little on him. Yeah. So... Like, I love all the cut content, but I don't know. People should chill out a little bit on the lore of it. Yeah, and it's like it's fun for theories. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm totally 100 percent here for people putting together these the, what oh, could yeah. have been stories. Uh, but like you mentioned, like getting mad that something's not there anymore, or like saying that it now changes the way that we see something else in the game. I'm not really here for that because right. it's not in the game. Oh, like, they, not they, at all. They, like, yeah. I'm sad that the Slug Princess and um, that sort of stuff is gone because for me in Bloodborne, the whole story with Cause and in like everything that has to do with the ocean is very close to my heart. So Cause is like, if there was a religion, yeah, I'd worship her too, like straight up. So when I saw the Slug Princess, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really wonder what that was. I really want to know. So I like, I took all the audio footage they had of her, which isn't very much, and I scrubbed it for any like, backwards and forwards and you know i was like i just really want to know what this character had to say but there really isn't much of anything um just a bunch of latin mumbo jumbo is that something that you do a lot with with the souls games like do you try to like grab dialogue and stuff like that and try to break it down to see if you can find something hidden (laughs) i learned all that from lore people i was like (laughs) oh i could really do deep dive stuff in this and i'm like oh don't get that far in because like everything that has been talked about has really been talked about backwards and forwards and uh so i trust people like illusory wall to really show just here is what this is this is a 3d map of a magical door that leads to nowhere like that's what it is and i love that because i can't i can't go in and do the code and all that but what i can do is like look at the the text and the logs and just kind of piece together for myself and that's some of the most fun is a little bit of the the sleuthing yeah, actually going through the process of figuring it out. I'm terrible at it. Like, I am just mind-bogglingly bad at it. Like, I just don't see uh, things. The only thing I can do is audio. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't pick up pick stuff out like JSF. I really can't do it. Like, 
he'll be like, there's a rock here, and there's this shadow that's cast over this rock at this time. And I'm like, it's a rock? <laughs> what, what, what significance does this rock have? But then he'll do a video, and I'm like, oh, my God. CJ from Twin Humanities is very similar in that, too. Like, a, you know, playing video games with him or listening to him talk about games. Like, he's... You know, he's and I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit, but he'll spend an hour in a tunnel, like we're trying to walk out of a tunnel, looking at everything and trying to like deduce things and, and figure it out and kind of take <laughs> it in the atmosphere. And meanwhile, I'm like, like the crazy scientist. Yeah, I, I am just like I just ran out with not not even looking behind me. I'm just running out to kill enemies. Like that's just where my headspace is most of the time. Yeah, I, I'd be booking it. Cause I'm like, I don't like tunnels. I'm gonna hit things on the walls. Go. <laughs> but then you realize that's what the devs wanted, and so then I want to look back and go. Why would they want you to run through here? What's what's? Why am I so scared? <laughs> I need to look at this. So I'll do a little bit of that. But I try really hard not to get my opinions colored by other people's videos and stuff. And that's hard to do because mm-hmm. there's so much out there. Um, so back to Dark Souls 1, I hadn't watched anything. I actually purposefully didn't for a long time. And same with like Monster Hunter and stuff. Everybody's got it. The whole game's out on you know, uh, uh, on YouTube or whatever now. And I'm just, I'm not having any of it. I'm just going to experience that for myself. Nice. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of, it's, it's annoying, but it's also good. I think. Yeah. It's, it's good to do. Like I try to, um, I try to do that with every new game that comes out. Like I I don't want to look at anything or really even see anybody's opinions about what stuff could be that first playthrough. Right. Because even if I'm bad at it, I still want to put together my own stuff. Even if like literally the moment that I finish the game, I'll go on YouTube and be like, oh, I was totally wrong about all of this. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I missed that? F- f- third chords? Oh, shit. <laughs> exactly. I, I got them all and then I didn't eat them. Because <laughs> why would you ever why would you ever eat them? Yeah, em? I was like... <laughs> It doesn't say that you consume them. It doesn't say anything about that. I'm sitting here with all four going, oh, yeah, I got this in the bag. I'm going to get this ending. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I didn't eat it. I'm like, shoot. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, those games. <laughs> what, was the, uh, what was the experience of finishing that, that game for the first time? Did you immediately uh, just pick it up and start it all over again? Did you go through New Game Plus? What was your, what, what happened? Wh- which one? <laughs> uh, Dark Souls 1. Oh, I, I played it a few times um, over and over again. I didn't really understand New Game Plus, so i just make a whole new character. <laughs> so I missed out on New Game Plus stuff pretty early, uh, not realizing that they actually put all the effort into a second playthrough and you get more out of it. So I did three or four you know, first playthroughs and then went, oh, I'm an idiot. So I finally did it again. But I've played that game so many times. Like, it's... One of those that I could, I could play forever. It's really, it never gets old. Um, whereas I th- some of the other ones, I once I've played them a few times, I'm 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 pretty done. But Dark Souls one, mm, one of those, it's just one of those I could just keep playing. Are you uh are you gonna go back in with the remake or the remaster? Oh heck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I'm a little I'm bummed out that they spent. Oh wait, they didn't really spend time. It's a different studio, so I'm I'm more lenient with that. Yeah. Um, but oh yes, I'm I'm absolutely excited to dive back in. It's kind of like a with the new Shadow of the Colossus like remake. I'm gonna dive right back in the same way I did the first time. So I'm a I'm I'm really curious about that game because I, I when they first started showing footage of that Shadow of the Colossus specifically because uh, mm-hmm. it 
it, the animation, like the running animation looked kind of off and looked a little weird. Like it just looked different enough that it, I felt like it would kind of screw with my head because I've played that game so many times. But the, right, the, same. The more, I'm, the more footage they show, the more beautiful it looks. And I'm like, I'm just very, I'm going to buy it regardless, but I'm very torn about it. <laughs> I don't like the redesign that they've done. I, I do not care for Wander's face. Um, I think that he doesn't look as sorrowful as and somber as the original did. Um, so I'm, I'm hesitant, but I really want to play it just for the monsters and the music. And, uh, I'm getting the vinyl that they're releasing because that soundtrack is Same. top, top tier. I just mm. pre-ordered that yesterday. Yep. It's, oh, uh, and they're beautiful. And the art that comes with it. Oh my God. I texted my, um, uh, my co-host of Monster of the Week, Chris, um, I texted him and I was like, please talk me out of buying this. And he's like, Oh, I, uh, I didn't know that was coming out. Hold on. I'm going to pre-order it. And I was like, you're not helping me. <laughs> you're not helping me at all. <laughs> that was me when the Bloodborne doll figure came out. I, I pre-ordered it. Oh, really? The, it the giant statue? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's, I was so upset when I couldn't get the Lady Maria one or I couldn't get the main hunter one. So I saw the doll one and I have a very long history of like ball joint dolls and working with them. Um, and I, I love them to pieces. They're so interesting to me. So I really latched onto that character quite a bit because I was just like, oh, she's a doll and she's really cool and she's huge. <laughs> Why is she so big? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I have it and it's, it's, it's such a cool figure. What do you think it is about I'm the ha- doll besides being uh, tall that, that got you kind of um, into her? I, it's a really weird aesthetic thing, but I like that her eyelashes are white. And I don't see that enough in characters who are like very, very pale. You gotta but, know what you um, like, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, I, her design is really interesting. The fact that you get her outfits, um, <clears throat> and the whole story with her being like a Garman thing, which makes me not like Garman at all because he's gross. Sure. Um, like I, I really love her story. It's it's very bizarre, and, and I love how she's always motherly and in kind of a creepy way. Uh, like all like all the Souls girls are, but there's just something about this character that is really haunting, and there's more interaction with her than the other characters, I think. Especially when you give her the hairpin, and she's crying, and she doesn't, you know, she's an adult, she's not supposed to cry. And I'm like, oh, baby, don't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so as a character, I really got attached to her. It's um, nice that they, they kind of program her, programmed her to respond to you as well. Like when you do gestures yes, towards oh. her and she claps for you or she bows back or, or what have you. Like this yeah. is, it's a really small detail that I think is extraordinarily cute. Because why would you do yes. that? Like why would you ever, unless you were just being like, you were into the game so much that you were like, thank you, ma'am, for leveling me up. And then having her respond yeah. or clap or something is hilarious. Yeah, it, well, like I accidentally killed her um, and I, I was like, oh my God, no, 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 no. And then she has white blood and I'm like, Mm, what's that you know like suddenly i went from this is my baby and i love her and she's wonderful too you are you are demon you are <laughs> seen incarnate this is all your fault you have white blood um but she came back and i'm like okay there's you know i'm like it's a dream it's nothing real blah 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 because it's the whole like dream within a dream blah 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 thing so yeah, I I don't know, something about her. I'm actually building a ball joint doll around her, uh, mostly because of her hands. I love the articulation of her fingers. Mm-hmm. So there are some dolls that actually have that, and I'm um, kind of customizing and building one based on her, just because it's such an interesting project to do. What is what is that process? Are you like um, fielding parts and pieces from, from other dolls and then like trying to put yes, them together in, absolutely. A, in a very German-like fashion? 
Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm this nasty man like it's my love. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, um, it's it's like I go through molds of faces of dolls and going, ah, oh, that's you know, I I want it to be a very similar face style. Uh, you have to find eyes that are the correct color. I have like jars of eyes, so of course, Bloodborne is. I'm totally into that. I was about so. to say that's you've you got the aesthetic down at least. <laughs> uh, man, half of my my apartment is is just Bloodborne looking shit. I love <laughs> vials and creatures, and so I have all kinds of things in like under glass domes. Um, that's that's my world, really. So. Yeah, I, I basically just kind of uh, uh, kit bash it, where I look for different parts. I have to find them in the right uh, scale size, and then uh, I'll do measurements to make sure like the ball joint will fit the wrist and so on. And the hardest part is finding a head that's like hers that isn't too beautiful and still has some structure in the nose. And like I don't know, she's a very hard doll to kind of mold into a uh, a ball joint doll because a lot of them today are a little bit too curvy i want one that's lanky and kind of flat mm-hmm. um so it's but i love doing it and it, it's what i do is my side uh side passion oh cool is work on dolls and i customize them and i paint them for people and whatnot so i'm like a little geppetto over here <laughs> i'm just i'm just picturing like that moment in every like haunted hotel movie ever where they walk into the room and there's just dolls lying and they're just staring oh, at you me. as you walk How in about, i'm just up there going <laughs> Oh hi, how you doing? Just hanging over there. Like, oh hi, this is Annabelle. She's really great. She's good. Just That's interesting. Just have, don't look at her. have you done that for any other Souls characters before, or is it, or is the doll going to be the first one? Uh, you know, uh, I haven't. But now that I've played Demon Souls, um, I really want to do something for the Lady in Black. Oh really? Because <laughs> I'm just yeah, falling really hard for the character, even though there's just not much to her until towards the end. I was just like, she's. So interesting, and I, and I love the eyes occluded by wax thing. I think that would be a lot of fun to do in a physical piece. Mm-hmm. Um, why there's no figure of her, I don't know. I think she would be neat. I know that there's been some. Uh, I've I've missed them, but there's been some like custom stuff that have done minor runs and everything. So like if you're, oh man, yeah, like I remember yeah, there's, there's uh, some... on, on Tumblr around twenty like twenty twelve or something. Somebody did like a like a pretty good sized statue and like it looked really detailed but they they did like five oh. of them maybe <laughs> like it wasn't a lot because i tried to jump on it and i was like "Ooh, this is great and it, no it didn't happen yeah the custom world for dark Souls stuff is so vast and amazing like there's people that do full 3d printed like resin figurines and i i've have quite a few like one is a little tiny goblin because <laughs> i love him to pieces tiny um, who i'm sorry he, uh, Gavlan from, oh, yeah, 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 from Dark, uh, Dark Souls 2. 2. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, he, if I could be anybody, it would be him. Because <laughs> he's just, he's so happy-go-lucky and all he wants to do is wheel and deal. I'm like, that's the man right there. Man, I love, so like, I meeting Gavlan in Dark Souls 2 was one of my, like, highlights of that game for me. For the first, Like, playing yeah. through that the first time, I was like, who is this dude? I love him. I killed him the first time I saw him. Oh, no. Why did you do that? I didn't mean to. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I think he got hit when I was fighting the nightmarish, like, ghouly things. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he was, like, mad. I'm like, oh, this guy's obviously an enemy. So then <laughs> I had to go through a second playthrough, and I'm like, oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> you are the most amazing character, but see, I played it in the first iteration. I I didn't play through Scholar when it first came out. I was like, I was actually kind of pissed about it because they changed everything about the game I had already played through. Sure, yeah. So I finally did go back and do Scholar, and it's it's fantastic. But 
the enemy placement still weirded me out because I played two so much. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know a lot of people don't like two, and I didn't like it for a while, but I kind of just grew to love it for its own thing. Um, because I see a lot of demon souls in it. It's a uh, you have to respect it, especially now. I think post Dark Souls three, uh, for oh yeah, wanting to be a sequel on its own terms. Uh, and I've been yeah, I've been proposing really this on the last few episodes, but I think that game would have been probably more successful if they hadn't leaned on it being Dark Souls two. If they had just said, "Oh, hey, this is Dragon Souls. It's the spiritual successor of Dark Souls and Demon Souls." I know they would have. Oh, I agree absolutely. That game deserved to be its own title exactly. because it was just different enough. I mean, you could still make it a Souls title. It didn't have to be attached. You didn't have to throw characters in there that have no meaning. Yeah, you could still have you the like great sword. You could still have all these references, but it wouldn't be absolutely. Um, it, it's too bad because like it really is a pretty fun game. I replayed it because uh, Epic Nambro went through it. I'm like, I should really give it a second chance. And seeing him go from this game is garbage to I love this game <laughs> was uh, was really fun. And I'm like, I'm going to try that too. And I ended up really liking it. Still not a fan of the Herald, but. I know that they cut out some content with her being a child, and I think I would have rather loved that storyline. Yeah, I think we, so. I we think about really, that a little bit. We haven't really seen like a lot of, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. But I don't. I can't think of like any strong stories that actually feature like you, where you learn somebody, you learn about somebody as they grow throughout the game. And I think that would have been really, right, really interesting. Right. Yeah, there isn't. I mean, children are not a thing in Dark Souls for good reason, probably. <laughs> probably for good reason. But, yeah. <laughs> But what gets me is there's always something that's gruesome and horrible about a child in them, and they always have to take him out. And I'm like, those are lucky that your editor's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I, I understand, but uh, some people think that it's you know it's it's a plot device, and it can be. But the way they use children in it to garner, you know, your they make it so sad. It's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I like that, but okay. I'm curious as somebody that uh, really enjoyed kind of the trollish uh, wacky PVP stuff in Dark Souls one, like that online thing where you just get kind of goofy <laughs> with it. Did you have a good time with that in Dark Souls two as well? Since they kind of limited the way that you could interact uh, online. I rarely ever saw anybody in two. Yeah. I tried though. I joined the, was it the blue uh, way of the blue just so I could go help people. And I it rarely ever did it work. I played two on uh, Xbox, so that may have been something with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hardly ever saw anybody. You, there's no chances to be goofy in it, um, and everything is kind of more stiff. There's it's a more solid of a game than one, so you can't really do as much crazy fun stuff. Uh, and it, which was a bummer to me, because I was like, oh, I want to try and out of bounds something and get stuck and. You know, get repetitiously turned around a million times at like a hundred miles faster than the speed of light. But no, I can't do that. It's too solid of a game, damn it. Did you, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned you were playing Dark Souls 1 on a PC. Like, did you, because I think, I want to say that Dark Souls 2 came out early for consoles and it came out like a month later on PC or, or vice versa. Like, w- did you I actually, uh, I swapped from uh, Dark Souls 1 on the PC onto Xbox. Oh, okay. Just because at the time, um, going through medical stuff, I couldn't sit in a chair anymore. I had to sit downstairs in like a big easy chair. Mm. Um, I had like tubes and stuff in my body at this point. So yeah. I was like, okay, 
I'm going to find a way to play this without killing myself. <laughs> so I get in this like easy chair, get a blanket, wrap up, and pretty much play for five or six hours at a time until I fall asleep. Um, and my parents had just bought a giant television. So I'm like, oh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> this is, perfect. I'm going to steal this television and use it all the time. Yeah. I hope you like Dark Souls, Mom when, and Dad. When I moved away, I was like, I'll miss you, TV. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I swapped over to Xbox and that was a lot of fun. And partially why I maybe had fun with Dark Souls 2 is because I didn't have the frustrations of the PC uh, being wonky. Yeah, yeah. But the PvP was amazing in two like i i loved it for the pvp but i never really got to do anything crazy fun with it yeah the um the invasion timers and things like that really bummed me out yeah um, just the the stuff that you could tell that they were listening to a very loud fan base of like we don't want to get invaded in the berg when we start a new game and i'm like just just don't be human in the berg when you start a new yeah, game. Like, this is a real easy solution to this. <laughs> like, I don't, Unplug your internet. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's that kind of stuff is fun. Like, that kind of stuff makes for unique experiences. And if it... That's... I felt like, you know, the design of the game is to kind of spread awareness among the community and make the community talk. Yeah, exactly. And if you never interact, then what, how are you going to do that? And it's... Yeah, it just... It disappoints me that they've they've just gone they they got have gotten away from being weird with their online components it like seems yeah, like it's gotten a that, lot more that is very true i'm hoping whatever next thing they do it's as weird as miyazaki says it is yeah he's absolutely. like it's, it'll be a little weird i'm like a little weird to this man has got to be crazy exactly yeah that's one of the reasons i'm so excited to have them just doing something random and not not the dark souls yeah. 4 or whatever uh what was it like going into bloodborne after dark souls 1 and 2 because oh man so when i first saw the trailer for bloodborne and you see Gascoigne, and he's, like, breathing. I'm like, I'm going to marry that man. <laughs> so, uh, the aesthetic alone, I was sold. I was like, day one, I'm getting a PS4. I'm going to buy this game. This is my life. <laughs> and I ended up just, oh, man, the biggest deep dive of any game I have ever done is on Bloodborne. Because it's, I think, uh, Miyazaki's team at, at their highest. They got to do, like, whatever they wanted. And they chose Victorian era crazy monster shit. <laughs> and my and, and the big thing with me is I love horror, like big big time into horror. So all the beast stuff and the different monsters and the gods and the love crafting stories. And I'm like, oh my god, this is made for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, I loved it. I was. Were, I was you, were you spoiled on it? Like Sony did a really good job of keeping it kind of a secret that it was it becomes a, a weird space cosmo alien kind of game to, at the middle. But like, because I, I went into it thinking like I'm going to be hunting vampires at some point. I'm going to be hunting vampires and werewolves. Yeah, I, I maybe thought it was going to be like a, <laughs> a va- yeah. I li- I was like, are they going to do the Castlevania thing and have all the classic monsters in there? Mm-hmm. And they do, but in a very different way. But they do have everything in there. Um, that's something I could actually write about a little bit was just their use of classic monsters. Like, they have the vampires and Canehurst. You got the werewolves easily. You've got all these Frankenstein-style monsters. And then you've got the weird Elder God shit. Yeah, it's all over the place. a little off. Like, my only disappointment is I thought there was going to be a mechanic to where if you kill too much, you become a monster. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be so cool, you know? But that's not how it was. The beast stuff was only kind of thrown in later i think because people are like what the hell where's the beasts 
yeah, like it, you're killing them, but you can't be one. They kind of hinted at it, and it it took a it took a life of its own, like that that rumor that she could turn into a beast or or what have you. Like, yeah, it really became a thing where like people were just they kept looking and they kept being disappointed, and I think that that backlash yeah. caused them some some problems, and they felt bad about it. But then they added it, and I was like, this is cool, but I still think they should have made me a better better point of the game to to kind of revolve around changing. Yeah, that's if they ever go back to a Bloodborne style game, I'd, I'd love to see them explore more uh, stuff like that. Like, there's there's a, so much room to uh, and so much room for potential with the insight mechanic. You could do the same thing with like, oh yeah, beast blood at the same time, right? Like the more beasts that you kill, like the more blood that you're ingesting, and you know maybe that's a meter that fills up that causes you to do weird stuff. Um, um I I still remember the original demo and uh, the Amig- uh, amygdala that's up on the clock tower, like. Yeah. That, that image haunted me for months. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you're playing. There's going to be this freaky ass spider thing way up on here watching me. I'm like, that is the coolest concept. And then it wasn't there. And I'm like, you assholes. How dare you? And then it was <laughs> and there. And then there was like a zillion. It of was, them. but it wasn't nearly as scary mm-hmm. because it's only later on in the evening. So it's all kind of dark. And his eyes aren't sticking out. So I was like, oh, so this wrinkly mushroom head thing just kind of goes, hey, how you doing? I'm here. And you're like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> but I, I wanted the thing on the clock tower with its eyeballs all we gonna. But it, yeah, they did they did really good with the, uh, was it like showcasing the game and stuff. They, they were very smart with how they uh, marketed it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially compared to, uh, I feel like I'm dissing Dark Souls 3 like constantly these days. So listeners, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not doing that on purpose. I just, that just game seems to be the way that I, I like operate nowadays. But uh, like compared, compared to the marketing push that Namco did for, for Dark Souls 3, which was just so kind of inelegant and gross. Like it was comparing that to Sony. Like I just, I'm like, Sony do everything. Just be Sony exclusive forever. Yay. What was the what was it like getting in the differences of of combat just since you you lost your shield and like the combat's a lot faster? I did. I I, I still do it. Um, I can't play any Dark Souls within the time frame of playing Bloodborne because I'll forget, you know, shield <laughs> and get my ass kicked. Even though I played Bloodborne for so many hours more than any other Souls game, um, I'll still forget that I don't have a shield. But <laughs> it was hard. But once you get into it, I really prefer the fast paced stuff. Yeah. It's uh, it's thrilling. Like I, I just really enjoy it. Sword and board, I've always done, and I'm fine with it. But if I could just run in there and tear everything up, I will. I'm I'm a ridiculously aggressive player. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a favorite weapon? Um. Oh shoot. <laughs> I'm I mean, there's the always spot. the cheat axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, not really. I like them all, but cheat axe definitely my favorite. <laughs> I just like the the wide swings. I really love the uh, whip cane, even if I have a hard time with it. The timings are a little wonky for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of all of them, I I really like shooting things. You like the guns, like, really? The par- the parry system is one of my favorite things about it. It feels so like you can just kind of feel the impact of the weapon. So I enjoy that the most. I I really like shooting things in that game, even if it doesn't. You know, it's not the point of it, but. Once you get the skill or the blood tinge high enough, you're like, yeah, I'm doing pretty good damage with this stupid thing. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's a uh, I have a blood tinge build that's just so much fun. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I I do have a story of an invader that I don't think I've ever laughed so hard as I did as this one invasion I had, 
and I can't remember where the elevator was. I think it was uh, on a clock tower, Lady Maria, there's a pretty big elevator. And uh, so I'm waiting, and I'm just like, "Mm mm-hmm, there's an invader, but they don't know where I am. There's this woman, and she's revved up with the the punching spike thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's completely naked except for the blobby head. <laughs> and she's got, she's fully ready to punch. As soon as she's, the, the elevator comes up, she punches my ass. Just <laughs> completely clear across the map of the game. Nice. And I fall down another shaft. And when I saw her, before she punched me, I'm like, uh-oh. And then boom. And I'm just like, I was crying laughing. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And I'm like, I, I got to try doing this. And I could never do it right. This person had practiced so much, they got it down. So, and it, mostly because you have to notice that the elevator's coming up on its own. So you're like, oh, I'm going to wait and see who the heck this is. And then, whoa! <laughs> oh, my God. I, it was so good. I was howling. I was just tears down my face laughing. And I tried to get a hold of them to, like, thank them for it. But... I couldn't type fast enough. <laughs> PSN is really weird about um, like showing you your recent played p- players anyway. So yeah, like I can never get a screenshot of the moment that I want it. Like with Monster Hunter World, there's so many beautiful like shots that you could get, and uh, I feel like some weird video game photographer. But there's there's always a delay when you try to get a picture, and I'm like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> um, I really wish that just and I've I've not I'm not very deep into Monster Hunter yet, but um just being in the first couple of like, you know, missions or whatever. I just really, really want to like turn off all of the UI and like take a, a really nice, pretty photo, but I haven't been able to figure Absolutely. out how yet. <laughs> I just wish there was like a, even if there wasn't a photo mode, like the, like the really advanced stuff, even if there was just like a, like a screenshot mode where it would just take away all the UI for you or maybe let you move the camera um, around. And, yeah. When you finish a hunt, it shows when you killed the monster and you can turn the UI off then, but that doesn't guarantee you're going to get a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've gotten a couple that are really funny, like, uh, during the beta, um, we were fighting the the Elder Dragon that they have you fight against, and he had knocked me back, and my character's face was so stupid, like, she's just like, oh, no, like, flying through the air, and I'm like, yep, this is a good screenshot, <laughs> so I saved it, and like, my face went Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was like, great. I, I like that the, uh... Oh. I don't know if I like this or not, but um, I like I like that the stuff that they're selling seems to be just like cosmetic stuff too, like all of the gestures and stuff. I just like already you can go download yes. like extra gestures and hairstyles and things like that, which I think is really interesting. Um, part of Monster Hunter in general is the gestures. Like they're very comical, like Capcom Japanese, like like uh, you know the Dark Souls one where it's like yeah yeah we're gonna do it yeah and he's shaking his fists and stuff. Mm-hmm. That sort of Japanese mocap is a big thing for Monster Hunter. And sadly, there's a lot missing from the game. Uh, there's something that happens usually in a lot of games. You have a bed that you can go lay to. Your character, like, launches themselves onto their back and their legs, like, fly up and stuff. Like, they're super comfortable. Um, just goofy, goofy stuff. So, yeah, pay attention to the uh, gestures. They are, they are a big deal, and I hope they continue to make them a big deal because that was the fun of the game. Yeah, they- it's, it's a really... It's meant to be funny. Um, it, you can tell it's going to really lean into the humor too. I'm really excited for because video games often aren't funny. That's one of the reasons I like Dark Souls two for a lot of reasons. Or, excuse me for it's much sillier. It, yeah, it's, it's it gets like some of the item descriptions are just straight up jokes, <laughs> and it's like oh, when, yeah. when Dark Souls is funny, like they slay me. So I'm I'm really looking forward to digging into that. 
before we go, I want to talk about Demon Souls a little bit. You just mentioned that you you went back to it, Absolutely. or that you now that you have finally played it. I'm assuming that like Aegon and some other people, like once the servers were announced as going down, you were like, "Ooh, I need to go play that." Yep. Um, which really, to be honest, there's nothing there to really play online. Those servers, it's yeah. so bad. <laughs> They're not uh, working you can't too go great nowadays. Without the blah, 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 blah noise, the stuttering is just I can't. I did get to play with Aegon and Cassidy once, and that was. That was so fun and probably the only time I'm ever going to get to. Uh, because <laughs> as soon as I log in, there's this invader and they've got like uh, the restoring shield. You can tell they've got the restoring ring on. I'm like, they're going to gank on. How dare they? So I, I went in there as fast as possible and like just murdered them with a backstab. And on the video, Egan's like, no, wait, no, what? Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. I'm like, look, I got excited. I can't help it. After spending, uh, after going through all of these games, you know, kind of in chronological order, what was it like going from, you know, the most recent stuff all the way back to the the one that, that quote unquote started it? I know Cassidy would 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 say to say that Demon Souls wasn't the first one, but uh, yeah, what, what was what it's was that not, experience but, like? Um, it made me really regret not playing it in its prime because Demon Souls is really good. Like I. To be honest, I prefer the older games. I come from, you know... I mean, I've played games since their very inception, since the very beginning, but I prefer a lot of the older games, especially like PS2 era, uh, PS1, like old, nasty, Silent Hill 1 polygons and stuff. So, going back to Demon Souls was like this wave of nostalgia of a game that, for some reason, I was always too afraid to play. And not afraid because I was scared, but afraid that I wouldn't like it, and then I'd be deemed like banished from the community forever mm-hmm. but i fell in love with it it really is a wonderful game and i love how dark it is and and very very like i love the horror elements that are in it not everybody does but i love games that are scary so i really appreciated it and uh i wish that i had been playing it early i really do i'm really sad that i missed out on a lot of really good stuff but at least i can still play it yeah, absolutely. One day it'll be on PS4. One day. Oh man, I mm, <laughs> I hope. I mean, I'm also hoping for Tenchu and all their other IPs. But yeah, you know. yeah, it's tough. It's tough when that stuff already exists. What are you? Uh, what are you looking forward to coming from? From like we're in such a we're in such a good time period um, right now. Since uh, yeah, it's the, the golden era right yeah, now. Yeah, they've announced the remaster. I, they're doing that Shadows Die Twice thing, which nobody knows really what that is. Like, I still think it's Tenchu. I don't still know. still think it's Tenchu. Um, I, I'm going to think it till it comes out. I don't think it's Bloodborne related, but, you know, I'm probably wrong. What's your uh, um, what's your dream game from them at this point? Um, a remake of Shadow Tower Abyss and, uh, and uh, Echo Knight, which... Some people have played, I'm glad, but it's a horror game, and it's like an underground civilization under the subways of Tokyo, and it's amazing. There's like bug aliens, and they're trying to turn you into like one of them, and there's this mutating creature that's constantly following you, and uh, it's a really cool idea, and very Miyazaki in how detailed these characters and NPCs are, and everything you do can change the way the world works. But because it's like a first-person like horror game, um, it's not everybody's cup of tea. So I would love them to return to horror just a little bit. Just straight up horror. I'd like to see just, that too. Just go to a horror. Game. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm very curious um, what, what's going to happen next. I'd love to see some. I'd love to see more horror games in, in general. So I'd love to see the what same here. Yeah, could, could there's, do there's with not that. enough. Yeah. 
they're all too sappy for me. Like, like they're very predictable. So I want, I want some of the really creepy Japanese horror stuff to come out. That's the only stuff that scares me anymore. <laughs> as a, uh, as a, as a plug for a friend of mine, um, my buddy Cole over at Duckfeed, the guy that one of the one of the two hosts from Bonfireside Chat, he does a uh, semi-regular stream called Hexcrank, where he's just streaming himself playing a bunch of horror games. Like he, just, oh my gosh, I'll go follow that because I know I know the Bonfireside Chat stuff. I just didn't know about yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go follow that. <laughs> he just finished uh, Corpse Party, and uh, oh yay! <laughs> last night he was doing um, Silent Hill Homecoming, I think. Ooh. Um, I'm one of those weirdos that I like all the side of the hills, so I've got no beef. Yeah, I'll put I'll put a link. I'll, I'll send you a link later. But all of his stuff on YouTube is really good too. Like he did. Uh, he did absolutely. Ro- yeah. No, I'll absolutely follow them. Yeah. I, I watch it pretty much every horror YouTuber. I think that's out there. So. <laughs> well, Nicole, thank you very much for for guesting. I know this is super early your time zone, so I really appreciate you getting up early and, and doing a little podcast with me this morning. No problem at all. It was an absolute joy to finally. Get some of the souls talking out there. I feel, I know, this has been great. I feel very completed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Can you tell everyone out there where you can be found on the internet? Uh, most people can find me at just neolucky.com. From there, I have a YouTube that has like art process videos and, and a lot of videos of my dog, who's my life. Um, <laughs> he really is. So just neolucky.com. Um, otherwise, I mean, you can literally find me everywhere from that site. Okay, perfect. And there'll be a link to that in the show notes. And thank you again. I really appreciate you guesting. Thank you. As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me at JG Greer on Twitter. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. That has links to all of the social media networks that a podcast has to be on to be a podcast nowadays. I would direct your attention towards the Instagram because that's a cool place where I put up very brief preview videos of every episode. Also, check out the Patreon if you want to support the show directly. That's patreon.com slash don'tgiveupskeleton. But most importantly, thank everybody for listening. And remember, don't give up skeleton. And we're good. Is it okay to talk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As I pop in at the end, you're just going to hear... <laughs> <laughs>